So the title of this morning's Dharma talk is Anger? Angry? What is that? What is that dynamic that gets triggered that arises in our mind stream that causes our whole emotional dynamic or structure or um, <clears throat> energy or however you want to describe it to just get all tightened up and we, we just want to burst out of that and go towards something else or ruin something or destroy something or and it happens in all kinds of levels from very tiny little irritation on, on the way somebody uh, somebody's body language or something we don't like some twitch they might have just a little tiny bit of, in, of uh, irritation over it not something's not quite right about that and it goes the other way. Something's not quite, quite right about this person. So, of course, as you all know, those of you who have been studying this for a while, it's one of the three poisons. The other two being the one, the ignorance, shutting down, distracting, turning away, distracting ourselves into something else, not looking at what it might be a good idea to look at, to observe, to watch, to see, to receive, to give space to. And then passion, the grasping, clawing, greedy, kind of getting something, controlling something, appropriating, excuse me, appropriating something else. We want something else. We want that. This is okay, but we really want that. And when we don't get what we want, we could shut down, we could look away. Well, I, I didn't want it anyway. Ever said that? And you know you did, but you don't want to look like somebody who has lost or, or you don't want to be embarrassed about somebody might see that you're, you're a loser. Occasionally, you'll hear people use that term loser quite often just describing themselves. Even though that's not accurate either, that's just more spinning. So the anger can come up over uh, just not being able to block something out, or distract ourselves from it or ignore it, or not being able to control it or validate it or say what's well, okay, or show why it's happening, describe it, give a whole dissertation on why that's happening. That will keep us from exploding or being irritated. And the, the, this uh, particular, not to go into the Buddha families like they did uh, in the student talks yesterday, but this is a Vajra. It shows up in any, can show up anywhere, of course, but Vajra basically uh, uh, impatience with things, not getting our way. And it, it's a kind of a, a trunk for which I would sometimes describe this as just a lack of being able to even enjoy yourself. And relax and just watch how things come and go, but have some kind of a strong fixation on something. Everything just kind of crystallizes into Vajra. And those of you who have had some experience with anger, which might be a few of you, you'll notice that once you get angry and just irritated about something, you know what I mean? Just you're just mad about something that if somebody who is concerned with you, likes you, perhaps even loves you, comes up and says, oh, are you okay? And so it's like, just get your hands off of me. You don't want to be pacified. 
because that might mean that your anger is a little bit <laughs> mistaken or unfair or out of balance, out of whack, turning into a demon when 10 minutes ago you weren't a demon and now you turn into a demon and then an angel comes up, maybe your spouse, and says, are you okay? Is everything okay? Get away. Lead me to my <laughs> intense emotions where I want to, I'm finding a little home here. Who's finding a home? The imaginary self gets some kind of nourishment out of rage, anger. <clears throat> and then we'll even say, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, yeah, I am afraid. I'm afraid. That's where that's coming from. What is the fear? Fear, all versions of being nobody. One of them is people won't like who you are. People will be disappointed in you. You'll be disappointed in yourself because you're looking foolish by losing your temper, becoming impatient. <clears throat> so there's a, a, a something that I, before I met Trump uh, Rinpoche, I was looking at every kind of psychology I could find and we didn't have uh, Wikipedia then, so you couldn't just go in and find there's five or 600 different ways of doing this, um, this kind of therapy, that kind of therapy. Maybe I've exaggerated, maybe there's only 150. But I was looking around to anything. I'd already looked at Freud and Adler, C.G. Young, and several psycho several uh, philosophers, the Buddha. Of course, there wasn't weren't any particular living Buddhas around, so all you had to, all you could do is read the Dhammapada. If you've ever tried to read that without any help, that's pretty difficult. But one I ran to is by Arthur Janoff called The Primal Scream. And uh, interesting, one of the Beatles, um, the Beatle was it, that took up primal screaming, where the whole idea there is, a, is that if you have these tense of feelings, if you just express them, then eventually you get to the bottom of things and the feelings will all be gone. So this is what, uh, was it Yoko? Yoko Ono? And John Lennon, yeah, Yoko and John, I get them mixed up. Anyway, they, they went and I, I went through this whole primal scream. And if you listen to any of Yoko, Anno, Yoko Ono's early songs, there was a lot of screaming and wailing. In a sense that there isn't something to that. <clears throat> There's a, you know, it's just that you know, Arthur Janoff was making a whole lot of money by charging people a whole, what's, what's the phrase, buttload? Yeah, the whole uh, money so that you could sit and scream. Scream and scream and scream. And I, I tried screaming kind of on my own. I thought, well, I don't need to pay somebody to do this. I just... <laughs> so I went, I lived on 20 acres then, and I went way back, <clears throat> back 20, back 10, and screamed a lot. And, you know, but it just got my throat sore. It didn't work. And then I thought, well, I probably need somebody to tell me when to scream, how to scream, or to. So I went through all of that. I was pretty excited about it because there was a lot of people saying, this is great. Just you get mad, just scream, just yell and scream. And since I've been doing that since I was born, I thought, I'm just not doing enough of it. <laughs> Complaining and losing my temper and just throwing a fit. I had to, it had to be kind of a controlled fit, which is what he was talking about if you read the final screen. I was so excited about it, I brought about 10 copies of it, gave it out to all my friends, and drove them further crazy by my, uh, what do you call that when you're really excited about something? Do that. Evangelism. Evangelism, yeah. <laughs> and my grandmother was an evangelist, 
And so that's what she, I used to go around with her when I was about this big and she handed out tracks and, you know, tracks and they were religious things. I didn't find out till many, many years later when I was actually living in Robbinsdale, near Robbinsdale, working in Robbinsdale, uh, Minnesota. That's where the place that printed these tracks were. And then I saw this and I saw that and I went and looked, looked at the track and I realized that she wrote all those tracks. So I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that I was walking along helping her hand out propaganda. From uh, Christian propaganda, basically. And uh, so, where was I going with that? Anger. Anger. Yeah. So, um, so I handed out copies of, uh, kind of like uh, Juzon bought a bunch of copies of, uh, I was some, by some meditation teacher, I don't know if it was, and he handed them out to his friends. Didn't you do that a while back? Yeah. Well, he was excited about it. So, and I was similar, except. What he was excited about it was quite a bit different than what I was excited about. I'm not sure how to define that any further. Should I talk any further about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but evangelism. Well, you, you find you discover something, and this is really great, and you want to share it with people. Quite often that happens. And, uh, and especially if, uh, like I sometimes say, uh, don't, I mean, just don't tell anybody how to meditate. Make them drag it out of you. It's, it's not particularly... For one thing, it won't be, they won't be able to even hear you unless they're ready to hear it. But if you try to preach or try to move into their, into their little territory and say, no, 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 you really need to do this. You have to do this. You should meditate. You better meditate. How much have you been meditating? You've been meditating? Oh, doesn't seem to work. A person has to be really ready to do something that is, not, not to mention even screaming, but just to sit down and, and just don't scream. Don't do anything. Do less, less. Minimal. Shikantaza. Just precisely this. What is this? Not much, especially if you sit there for a while. Everything kind of, what's the word? What's that fancy word? Dwindles down to not much, and then you start to get bored. Or maybe you're bored already. So the way to work with aggression, the way to work with intense anger when it's coming up, notice how I'm saying this right now? So in order to, I have to actually get angry. Is that scary? Yeah. That's because it's actual anger. You don't have to get rid of anything. You do not have to get rid of anything. It's not a promise. There's no guarantee. Don't take me to court. Not going to work. But if you understand what I'm saying, if there's no one there, then any emotion, any passion, any aggression, any ignorance, anything can arise in the mind stream because there's no longer a, a self there anymore. If there's a self, you're going to get mad. If you try to get rid of anger, then you get a credential for the, for the self who was conquered anger. The one who realizes their true nature doesn't feel like anybody in particular. And if they do, they probably have work to do. I don't care if it's the Dalai Lama. Of course, the Dalai Lama is quick to say, I'm just a simple monk. The interesting thing about the Dalai Lama, he means it, that he is a simple monk. He isn't anybody else. Other people think he's the Dalai Lama. He knows who he is. I know I met him a long time ago. Didn't know who I was talking to then. Angry? Question mark. Angry? Look at that. Don't try to get rid of your anger. Just as it says in various texts here and there, uh, feed the demons. Don't starve those things that are showing up in your mind stream. Those are none of your business, even though it feels very personal. You have to meet dependent origination face-to-face. -face. I don't care how big the horns are, how big the teeth are, or how wonderful and sweet the kisses are. Meet it where it's at. 
Don't join it, don't reject it, don't shut down those three poisons. Again, anger, talking about this today because uh, uh, Kelly, who is a counselor up in Grand Rapids, said that she was listening to something on anger. Not me, so I got jealous immediately. <laughs> Just talk to me, she's listening, she's listening to some blue significant person. Some, and I thought, I've got to put that to a stop. She's probably listening to this right now. And then uh, they're driving to some place on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Maryland, yeah. How'd you know? Oh, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was our secret. <laughs> her and her husband are going to Maryland. So, uh, but anger is a looking at the basic difficulty we have. Anger is one of them. Passion or grasping or explaining or justifying or elaborating is another one. And another one is to shut down, close off, distract ourselves, either just ordinary distraction or to distract ourselves with chemicals or activities. They're not particularly wrong. We aren't doing a right and wrong thing. We're trying to just understand why is it that we have such an incredible appreciation and love for some things and such intense distaste and hatred for other things, whether out in the life stream or in the mind stream. What is that? Find out. It's not about believing anything, disbelieving anything, joining anything. You don't have to be a Buddhist. You really wouldn't even have to meditate. But you might need to hold still and just watch it for a while. Call it meditation or call it whatever you want. Sit down, hold still. Watch the movement of the mind. Eventually, you'll begin to understand deeply yourself. You don't need to get it from me. I'm just here to encourage you. I can't do it for you. But you might have to. I don't, I don't need your trust. I don't need anything, but you might have to just be incredibly devoted to me. Now, you, that how you're feeling? I'm laughing because Kelly said she's listening from the car. <laughs> ah, I better watch what I say. <laughs> Should I say no? What if she stops talking to me or something? I say something, I say something wrong and she goes back to listen to that other meditation teacher. And I would say, and this in all sincerity, I would say, get the help where you can. If what I, my way of presenting these teachings are, makes sense to you, then I'm here to help you. But I'm not here to promote anything. If you resonate with anybody, I can name dozens of teachers. If you resonate with somebody else, study under them. We'll study them. Maybe, maybe the chemistry that you have with them actually can help you more uh, go into those areas that you need to work with. So, as I sometimes say, I'm not looking for followers. You don't need a lot of people. You don't need anything fundamentally. Sir, Shoka. Shokabang. Do they ever call you Shoki Doki? I mean, the people that are trying to get <laughs> cuddle up to you and get, get you to like them? Not in a while. Not in a while. Okay. It's a good response. Because you're angry. <laughs> you do get pretty upset with things. Let me have it. When we're not clear about our confusion, is there a way that we can relate to anger without harm? It takes practice, as you know, but it's about, uh, it's a, a way of seeing, of not covering up the anger, not uh, justifying it or validating or explaining it or, or explaining why you can't do anything about it or um, uh, 
any of that, any of the different directions that you could take that. It is about feeling the texture of the anger. In other words, it's about actually feeling, and you could say it this way, being angry, but don't express it. And actually, actually not. Some of the conventional idea on this is that if you express the anger that you just need to express yourself. No, you don't. It's energy. And as long as you meet the energy in your mind stream and feel and be, be the person that doesn't want to feel that way. That, that actually begins to, instead of fuel the ego, it begins to starve it because it really doesn't want to be that. So its identity starts to, the, starts to break apart and it, it won't happen in three weeks, three years. It takes, probably going to take most of your life to do this. As I've said many times, and I'll say again today, I practice like I am in recommending you practice, telling you to practice, not exactly this way, but very similarly for 30 35 years before I just started teaching, kind of spontaneously. I surprised myself. Do I think I am saying anything? I don't know what this is either. Go ahead. Shogabang, when I'm feeling anger and it feels harmful, what is that harm? It may not be as harmful. That's kind of a ploy of ego to get you to, ego gets a little credential out of it, not expressing the anger. So, and the way it doesn't express the anger, it starts to shut down on it and stop feeling that. So you don't feel like it. You don't feel it as angry because at least I have control of it. At least I'm not expressing my anger. More? That's a good direction to go. Take sure. us in there. Sure, so when it seems like there's so many different ways that we can control emotion that's arising so we don't have to feel that how can we just be that anger? Practice. Continue like you do now, continue to face the wall, train the mind, sharpen the blade that you're gonna need when that comes up, so that you can that blade of wisdom that begins to uh, cut into the passion, aggression, and ignorance, that whole network of confusion that the ego keeps the self-centeredness, which is unreal keeps fluffing that up and pushing it on, keeps getting angry, keeps getting jealous, keeps getting paranoid. The whole seventh consciousness of the Yogacara teaching of the eight consciousnesses, seventh one is that aspect of consciousness, which is not a place, it's just a, just a particular dynamic in consciousness that thinks they are somebody and they need protecting, they are somebody and they need advancing. And so it's a matter of continuing to sharpen that so that when the anger is triggered by the elseness, the otherness of things, that happened and suddenly I feel like this. It looks like they're pouring terrible feelings into you, but they're actually your feelings. When I say yours, not a person's feelings, but the whole dynamic we call this particular lifetime. The karma that brought you into this lifetime, the karma that gave you, gave you that funny nose. That one gave you a particular way that your mind works, or particular uh, skills and abilities that you're born with, and, Maybe other things that keep you from functioning in other ways. Keep you from uh, having a understanding of other people's feelings and to shut those out. Don't mind me picking you apart here on the spot. I said, just keep going. Continue, continue, return. Return to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Uh, return to the three jewels. Those three. Those three seem to be very important. A teaching person, I think you're going to need one. I don't know that for sure. Do it without one. 
In your case, you're a fully ordained monk. You're probably in for it. In other words, you're you're on this, you're into this vehicle, and this vehicle is moving as long as you return to the return to the teacher, return to the teaching. All things are dependent. There was nothing come from its own side as an individual being or entity, although it sure looks like it. And it's mad. And it wants justice. It wants those people that are not saying do that or this. We continually get the fuel of ego just by the irritability that comes up around things that aren't going our way. Impatience. And then the shutting down part, which uh, forgets to be too difficult, then we can just shut down. You can actually face the wall and shut down. I'm sure you've noticed. Sit down and close the wall and you can just go into all these things they talk about. And I'm, I'm not trying to be critical of the teachings of the Buddha or the jhana states or all the Theravadan practices and so on. I'm not saying people can't practice those and attain awakening. What do I know? I haven't done that. It just doesn't look like it over here. That's why I say, I may not be your teacher, but find them. Find one that you do resonate with. It's not this one. Um, I was very lucky. I wasn't particularly looking a little bit, but I happened to run into somebody, uh, someone uh, that was choiceless for me. I, I, I wanted out of there. It was frightening for me. It's too late. When we're very angry, why do we want everyone else to suffer with us? You must know a little bit about that yourself, being an angry person. I don't know why, I just see that it happens. Mm -hmm. Do you need to know why? I want to know why. I know. It's the why part that is the escape hatch. And I would say just don't necessarily go towards the why. Why is it circular? Because you're always going to get a because. And even though the because may be relatively right, it may look like a solution, you may be able to put it on the market. There's stuff everywhere that, that people sell that is relative truth. That if you do this and this, this, that'll happen. You can make money doing that. If the true teaching of this Buddha Dharma can't make any money doing it. It takes too long. And, you can, and also, the promise doesn't work because you're, you're, you're refusing the very nature of what you're talking about, which is dependent origination. You're saying you can actually get control of your world and make something of yourself. You need to make something of yourself. You get a good job, you need to get a good, get a good education and all that stuff. Go ahead, more. So how to work with that feeling when I'm feeling angry and I just want everyone else to be just, miserable too? Just observe it. And, but don't... don't Take what you're feeling and move it into the dynamic where you're able to express or explain what that is. Stay with the original. Stay in the root of that of that uh, that anger, because that that the root of that anger that is compassion. You have to stay there. Yeah, and when I say stay, don't maintain it. Just return to that. Return to that. That because it's a very kind of feeling of insignificance and of being disrespected. And people not seeing how you feel about something. And we start to we feel misunderstood. We feel left out. We feel put upon. We feel accused. We feel like a loser because all these other people are all happy because they're doing this and this. And we're starting to feel like, what's kind of a how about me feeling? Am I close? And I say, don't abandon that for the safety of the anger. For the safety of the anger is a relative thing, a relative construct that ego uses. I'm mad. And that's why if you're really mad, 
about something, if someone comes to you and is not mad, you resent it. You want them to suffer too. So keep your knife in, your, in its holster. You know, don't get rid of the weapons of your mind or don't, don't be, be somebody that you're not. But just keep, keep a low profile in that area rather than, you know, if, I, if you were angry and I came up and put my arm around you and hugged you, you'd probably punch me. Not you. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Everybody else would get it. So the rest of you guys look out. Yeah. So yeah, I've, you don't you don't hit eighty year old men. They fall over or they die or they have heart attack. So so but that's a, that's a good area. I mean, you're, it's, thank you so much for that question because it's a good. It's it's rather than just the anger, we want something else. We're right back to the Buddha's teaching the Four Noble Truths. Life is suffering, anger. We want something. Even the anger is enough. We want other people to be mad. Other people need to suffer. Other people need to be. This is why when people get together as a and, and all agree on something, even though it's totally a misunderstanding, something about the company of other angry people carrying weapons is supports terrible stuff. Sometimes called whole nations do that. They put on uniforms. As soon as people start wearing a particular color hat or a particular kind of I mean, even up into and including uh, swastikas, yeah. or go the other direction, American flags on there. Not a good idea. It was better when there was a law against burning the American flag. Now you can do, you can make baby diapers out of it. Nobody cares anymore because the symbols are cracking and coming apart. Well, how do you How do we work with others when we're in that state of mind and? It feels like any interaction is just going to dump that feeling. Yeah, you can just you you could be polite if you really are if you're having anger and you want to dump on them, but you but you also realize that and you fundamentally fundamentally your fundamental feeling is you don't want to hurt them, but you know it's going to come out if you start talking to them. Is that what you're saying? Or is it different? Slightly, it feels like there's not even a consideration. Like I know I shouldn't interact with them because I'm going to harm them, but I don't really care if I do or not. But yet you don't interact? I don't know. I don't know what to do. I've seen you mad a few times. There's that one time. <laughs> Just joking. So less is better. Train your mind. And other than sitting practice, more is better. Sit down. You're not doing much. You're just, you have a very stylized, structured, formal way of doing nothing, which is called a monastery. It's called a lineage. It's called what is Dharma? It's called uh, receiving vows to put others before yourself. You know, that's really hard to do. And especially in your situation, you're wearing a rock suit. So otherwise you probably wouldn't even be talking about this. Wouldn't be talking to me and asking me questions about how to work with my anger when I really want everybody, everybody else to suffer the way I'm suffering. I would call that uh, what you're saying, you're describing that's happening, but it's sincerity in that you're willing to sit here in front of with me and with everyone else and saying, this is what's happening. What do I do? Well, there's some kind of, I don't know if I call it progress. You go that far, but I would say you're, you're willing to, you're willing to look at this stuff that has been around for, uh, again, don't believe anything I say, but I'm going to say it lifetimes. This isn't the first time you've looked at this. Won't be the last unless it is. Cool. So about. Let me take one in here, Kozan, and then I'll come back to you. Go ahead. Sure, Ryan. Similar question to June Shoes. Uh, we're spinning around in uh, a hell realm. And it becomes all about me and 
feelings, how can we dedicate ourselves to the happiness of others? Good one. So it's very situational. It, it's somewhat dependent and quite a bit dependent on who it is. If it's your, if it's your close intimate partner, that's one kind of dynamic. But if it's somebody that you don't have to have somebody maybe outside the Sangha that you're interacting with, that just irritates you. Maybe somebody in your family or somebody that's up at a distance, just relate with the feeling itself, relate with the texture of the feeling rather than trying to shut it down or get rid of it or be a very disciplined person who no longer has that feeling more. How can I devote myself to the welfare of others when it seems so difficult to do? That's why it's called a practice. Just to see that, to be able to ask that question tells me, and would tell anybody if they're listening, if their own mind stream isn't full of other stuff, but they're receiving and listening to what you're saying. You sound sincere to me. I happen to know that you are sincere. I know you pretty well. I would say it's like talking to somebody on the side of the mountain that's halfway up the mountain who's working with the underbrush, the rocks and the, the snakes and all the other obstructions. And they're saying, how can I get to the top of this mountain? And I would say, so what are you up to? Say, are you climbing? Are you are you stepping around the snakes? Are you are you moving the underbrush out of the way? Are you, you know, kind of like that? And you would say. In other, words, uh, in other words, I would say, are you meditating? Are you studying the Dharma? Are you returning to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha? Are you using this, uh, what is that called? A, it's not a polygram, it's a propane furnace, what? Algorithm. Huh? Algorithm. It's an algorithm. Why didn't you tell me what that, you knew what I was, you knew, you knew what I was looking for, didn't you see? And I had to, Return to the algorithm. The Buddha, I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma. I take refuge in the Sangha. The more silly that feels, the closer you're getting to the rocks and shoals that you're trying to get your boat through. The closer, the more the ego will do, turn everything to its use, including thinking, this is silly. What, chanting all these sutras and what's all the stuff on the wall? The crap on the wall with everybody's writing stuff. What's that about? Ego. Doesn't want to get too close to the truth because it cannot, there's not enough oxygen in here for ego to survive. To use literal metaphors. So, what I'm hearing is you're on the path, it's just a matter of just proceed. How many years have you been a monk? Two years, only two years, and you're asking a question like that? Jeez, what a beginner. Oh, wait a minute, beginner's mind. No. Have you read that book? Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind? Uh, when I first met you. Read it again. Slowly. Not so fast this time. Welcome. Goes on. Thought I forgot you. Huh? Goes on bowing. I have a couple of questions related to your response to Junshu, and then there's some questions in the chat box. Okay, give me the give me your last question first, and then give me your first question last. And you need to talk louder because you sound like you're a real tiny person, which I know you're not. Can you hear me now? What? You can't hear me? Can you guys hear me? Pretty low. Wait a minute, let's... Oh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
You I've said, been waiting to tell them you know about the air conditioner for about 15 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. Can you hear it now? I mean, can, can we hear you? Yeah. <laughs> can we hear you not or not? I can Thomas. hear you. What? I can hear you. Can everybody hear me? Okay. That's better. Yeah. Sally can hear you. If Sally can hear you, probably everybody can hear you. Okay. So, well. <laughs> Your question. One question is, you said regarding anger, don't get rid of it, go to the root of it. That's compassion. Yes. So how is the anger at the root compassion? It's just energy, not in the service of any, uh, it's just energy, but it's in the service of ego. If ego is feeling threatened, then the, then the energy goes into uh, and, and starts going into the armory and finding weapons. It's just energy. Energy is energy is energy. Did I say that enough? Energy is energy. If you find out what this is, if you find out there's no separate separate self in the skandhas, then all the energy is available and there's only one direction it's going to go, and that's compassion. That's con extreme consideration for other. Even the evil people who are in the cave of demons wearing their swastikas or whatever other kind of accoutrement they have. Still, I mean, I'm not saying step in the way of them, walk up to them and say, I love you. Don't do that. Because they'll, they'll cut your throat. They don't want to be, angry people do not want to be treated uh, with some kind of affection or consideration. They don't want that. that. That message converts into condescension. You're making them feel how worthless they are. Don't do it. But also don't, don't particularly go to war with them either. And don't ignore them. Sound like you got your work cut out for you. But you have a perfect model of all three of these in your own mind stream. Every one of us. You actually should see the passion, aggression, ignorance in your mind stream. I can't go into your mind stream, so I can't help you with that. But I would say the, what you're looking for is, is uh, in the mind. Look at the mind. There isn't anything but mind. It just looks like there's other stuff. Go ahead. Goes on. And then you said, um, you don't have to get rid of anger. Just keep keep your gun in the holster. How do you keep your gun in the holster? Don't take it out. More? Come on. So you say don't control. So how can you not, if your um, reactive habit is to take your gun out, how do you not take it out? Continue to watch that movement. Just watch the movement. Don't stop the movement. You don't have any say-so about anything. If you think you do, then you'll go to war with it, and you'll win or lose. And then that winning or losing is, in, is a cyclic movement. It's like the sun and moon, cyclic. And I'm not saying ignore that or try to conquer that. I'm just saying that we, we actually, the illusion of control, the illusion of power comes and goes. Have you noticed? It comes and goes. Everything is in a cycle. It's just that we're the ones that fills in the blanks with our concepts about it. We think there's a difference between being awake and being asleep. There are differences, but there's no fundamental difference. Keep coming. Goes on. Um, earlier, you said feed your demons. How can you feed your demons? At the end of the question, then, then say, End it so I know you're done speaking. Goes on bowing. Thank you.
You feed them by looking at them and seeing what they're fundamentally after. That's how you do it. And with each person, it's going to be different. This does not mean if, if they have a, an AK-47, you go buy ammunition for them. You're not going that far for it. You just, just stay with the stay with the anger. <coughs> stay with the anger. The only thing the demon wants or the ego mind that's turned into a, a, a red-eyed uh, being with horns is control and power. And so be with them. As Trump or Mbappe's way of saying this without a hell of a lot of instruction around it was make friends with yourself. And how do you do that? You, you, when you, when the anger comes up, you look at it. But if that anger is covered up with anything, with anything at all, the anger is covered up and you're, and the anger is there and it can't find a way out, then it will come out through some kind of uh, leak in the whole thing, which quite often this uh, shows up as this caused it. I was fine until that person criticized me or did or took me for granted or any number of things. We will find anything to explain it rather than be responsible for the anger. Any questions? Thank you. There's a couple of questions in the chat box. Okay, read those and then we'll go to the other question. Okay, uh, Scribble, Scribble asked, isn't being aware of but not expressing anger useful for fitting into society so that it runs smoothly. Balan. Who asked that? Um, Scribble. Balan. No. It's not. Goes on bowing. And then Sokaren asks a question. She said, when we are familiar with what triggers our loved one's anger, is it wise to avoid those topics? Bowen. A little bit, a little, a little bit. You can hold back a little bit, but don't uh, hold back too much, or then you're, then you're, you run out of juice. Just like this computer has says low battery. So hold back, hold back some, but not, but don't, don't stop conversing or <laughs> communicate with, with them. Don't hold back and get a credential for. Well, you might be upset, but it's not because of me, because I'm not expressing you to uh, how I'm, what I'm doing or what I'm feeling. So a little bit. It's in the Buddhism, it's called uh, the middle way. Not too tight, not too loose, not, not too much holding back, but not too much expression either. The Jisha is now hooking up my computer, so I no longer have to worry about being shut off all of a sudden. Okay. Yep, that worked. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, a few questions from YouTube. Go ahead. The first from Shane in Virginia. Is the self a collective? If so, is it authoritarian or egalitarian? Could be any number of things. And yeah, it's a collection of stuff. And it could be, could be any of those descriptions. It can go any direction depending on the particular situation that's showing up relatively. It's, it's very situational in terms of, of, uh, uh, the awakened state, and it's very situational in terms of the confused or warlike state. Both situations. Question from Kelly. Kelly. What do we do when the anger is towards systems that state they protect but are causing harm to someone 
who's come to you for care. Is that anger or grief? I'm not sure anymore. Well, that's a hard one. I know my experience of that is going into Michigan Department of Corrections and meeting individuals in there who, who are being actually abused by the state. Well, I, I, that's, that would be my way of relating to it, but I'm sure you, uh, Kelly, being a counselor, your situation is similar, but maybe more extensive. To meet somebody who is a totally kind, intelligent, reasonable person who still has 20 more years to serve in a, in a metal box being fed crap. Not good, but here's what I would say about it. Two things. One, get an attorney, and that's what we're doing. We're, someone is sewing a robe to be a monk who's also studying to be an attorney. So you can do it. You can go at it the way that the system is set up. You can do that. Or you can put your time in what you're doing there is trying to help the people who are who are being compromised with this incredibly insane system you're doing. And of course, that involves all kinds of frustration over seeing that, well, the real issue here is not working with the, the leading edge of the confusion. It's going back and saying, where did the confusion, how is this situation being treated back here? And so I would say, uh, and I'm very biased in this area to those who give me the time of day, you'd say, or ask me a question, I'm saying, train your mind. Train your mind to see clearly, either in the way that I teach it or in the way someone else, however you're doing it, but train your mind so that, so that the mind that you have is not taking the unexamined aggression that is, you know, under your, you know, three inches from the back of your third rib or something like that. I'm just using that metaphorically, but some aspect of your consciousness it isn't, isn't aroused or triggered unless you run into certain kinds of situations. And then the, the incredible insanity or ignorance that is out here in this structure that you mentioned, uh, it triggers aggression that, uh, that has not been examined. And then it comes out, the force of that comes out towards that. And so I'm not saying something shouldn't come out towards that, but, but it might be better that you just see what it is. You see it's ignorance. You see it's uh, insanity of the society and rather than come at it with anger, which brings out more anger. It bounces off and then other people defending the system who have some kind of vested interest, usually money and power in the system. And usually, uh, I don't think anyone will mind me saying this, white men. That's what it looks like to me and I'm one of them. Hopefully not as bad as some of them. But I'm just saying, uh, examine, examine, look at, make sure that the, the anger, the aggression, the irritation and the outright um, rage against the machine, as they say, uh, is, 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 is actually what's out there rather than your reaction to it. Your reaction is validated, justified. I'm not trying to take it away from that. We all have that. You have it. I have it. I can't watch TV without yelling at it. Although I think Uno yells more, <laughs> but I'm saying, so I'm not trying to get rid of that intense feeling, but let's, let's find out a way that is actually rather than it's going to satisfy our, at least I'm doing something. Sometimes people who get into causes and everything, a lot of what is happening there, and I'm not saying this is necessarily about you, but a lot of that is it satisfies our feeling of being helpless in the front of terrible circumstances. And at least we're, at least we're doing something. Be very careful of that, of trying to get a credential for doing something when it might look like to you and to others, like you actually are working against it. But the fundamental situation is being overlooked, which is your own rage, my own rage, your own rage, anyone. Let's 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 uh, let's lose the war within, 
so that we can have more, are more clear about the war that's out here and what to fundamentally, I mean, fundamentally do about it. Is there causes and conditions, are, are they such that we could actually um, move into this particular structure of the, the machine or the machinery? Maybe it would be better to move into it in that way. Like I was saying, um, our uh, one of my uh, students who's going to be a monk is also in about a year is going to be an attorney and he's going to come here and we're going to we're going to take a look at the Michigan Department of Corrections. I, I, you know, I won't live to see it, but uh, um, this this uh, gentleman is also uh, well, I'm not going to say anything more about this person. But anyway, he, yeah, they they'll be uh, they will have met their match for this young man. I know I met mine when I met him. So more. A question from Ken in New York. Ken, when strong anger or resistance is arising during sitting, I often force myself to sit still. You say not to be forceful with it. I do. I don't know how to ask the question, but it is very discouraging. Do a little of each. You set it up as a form and, and pick a day. If you do block sitting, uh, do do a block sitting where you where you put some tighter, uh, um, I don't know if you call it restrictions, but you tighten up the form. So you're going to sit there. It's going to be four hours. You, you ring the bell. Four hours later, you ring the bell again. In that four hours, you watch, observe movement. That movement may be uh, just your mind stream coming and going while the body doesn't move much in four hours. Or it may be you sit there for a, a half an hour, 45 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes and you start to get, get upset and instead of sitting there on that day, you're actually going to watch the movement rather than control the movement. So you might actually get up and go over a walk, walk around the walk around the living room, walk around the backyard, um, go upstairs and downstairs. Do something completely meaningless. In other words, go down your basement, go to the north corner. Look inside the coffee can that you left down there three months ago. Is there anything in it yet? That kind of thing. Do something somewhat very specific. This is this is a way you. This is a way we work with forms. Other people might look at this. Oh, this is so exotic. Here's a, here's a, here's a. To anyone who's been here for a few years, these are just forms. Therefore, they 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 magnetize you into it. But once you practice for a while, you know this big chunk of wood here in the shape of the Buddha uh, might show up stronger to someone who's never been here than it does to someone who sees it day after day after day after day. So you use the form to, and, and don't tighten down on it, like don't express yourself or don't open up and say, I just need to express the frustration, the anger. So find a middle way there where not too tight, not too loose. Some days you can use a day, say this, uh, Thursday, if you're sitting, if you're block sitting on Thursday, or if you're just doing an hour sitting, this hour I'm gonna I'm gonna move around quite a bit. I'm gonna if I start to get angry, I'm just gonna get up and go get a drink of water and come back. You should always return if you can, but don't don't tighten down so tight that some kind of a macho control thing like they have in the military. That's foolish. A question from Casper. Yes. How do I see the mind more clearly? Look at the clouds in the mind. Sit down, hold still. Do something you have some say-so over. I can sit here and I can hold very still for quite a long time. Not very long, but I can just hold still. Right now, what's moving is the water is moving a little bit. 
But there wasn't anything else happening. There wasn't much happening in the mind other than what was that one thing that showed up? Oh, I, I know what it was. It probably looked very foolish. You home bowing. I have several questions, Yuhong Baoying. So when, when the anger arises, should I not label that? Just let the energy flow? Or is, is there anything wrong? Give me too, too many oars and I'll roll away from you. It's a big boat. Don't need a lot of oars. So just ask me a straight question. As straight and as simple as you can. I know that's a... Uh, you're a very intelligent woman it's not a compliment it's just a description of you you are and you're able to elaborate on your thoughts even though this isn't your native language it's amazing uh, how much you're able to do that and i would say help me keep it very very simple simple straight question and i'll let you have it so when the anger energy arises should i label anger no no don't do anything with it just receive. Don't produce anything. Don't produce a label. No. And this comes from decades and decades of doing the opposite. But I don't do that. I don't teach it. I don't do it anymore. I'm not saying it's a wrong teaching. Some people, that's all they can do. If you're listening to me, you're ready to, you're ready to hear what I have to say. And what do I have to say? You, what you are looking for, you're looking at. It just has a lot of crap on top of it. But you have to look at the crap. So when the anger arises or whatever arises, just don't 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 label it because if you label it, label it, you cover it up and gives you the illusion of control. You will start to feel better by labeling things and returning the breath or whatever. But it's relative. That's something some of the Tibetans don't tell you about because they want you to be a member of their club. And that's I'm not being disrespectful. I, I love them. If it weren't for the Tibetan Buddhism from the Kagyu lineage, uh, I would not be alive. But it's not being disrespectful to it. It's being um, descriptive. But yes, don't label. What's your next question, Yuhong? Yuhong Baoying. If I choose to label, can I be aware of that? Well, yeah, you could be aware of it. If you want to label, label. But you're asking me, should you? I'd say no. But if you want to label, go ahead. You should do whatever you need to do. I'm not here to order you around. So, what's the fear of saying anger? Or what's the saying? What's the fear of saying anger? Well, we fear that the anger won't go away, that we'll be angry forever. And, the, and this is a horrible feeling. And so we want something, we want to get rid of it or we want to stop it or we want to blame somebody for it, anything to reduce or reduce the intensity of the anger. And what I'm saying is do it anyway. It, it's a practice. It's like, uh, it's like doing an exercise. We start out and it's the first thing you experience is failure. And we just, we just keep doing it until we improve, so to speak. So just keep returning to the cushion, return to the wall, Continue to return, 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 and use a structure in the mind, a structure that I highly recommend is um, return to the Buddha, return to the Dharma, return to the Sangha, return to the teacher, return to the teaching. Everything is dependently arisen. Return to the community or the Sangha, the other people that are endeavoring to understand the nature of their mind without just 
going off into some political system or some belief in this, that, or the other thing, or, or a theistic approach to, to religion, which is, you know, it's, it's not wrong. It's just another way of working with something uh, less, less direct than this one. This one is very direct. More? Yeah. Yuhun Baoying, yes, is my, is that my ego to saying anger as a way of being inactive? Being what? Being inactive or being, being inactive and feeling this is not a good word. Negative. Is it negative? Negative? Yes. No, okay. Uh, My, my response to that is just don't label. You know, it may be, I, I could go in there and we could talk about it, but I'm, I, I don't think that's a good approach. I think if you want to label, go ahead and label, but don't, I wouldn't get too philosophical about it and too psychological. Psychology is great because it's a whole labyrinth of stuff. I've spent a little bit, a little bit of time studying that myself. And then the Buddhist psychology is a complete labyrinth of all kinds of ideas about everything. Some are helpful, some are helpful, uh, and some are helpful, but a, a lot of them are just circular. They're just on and on about everything. So I would say, keep it very direct. This is why shikantaza means in Japanese, just precisely this. What, what are they saying there? Saying, just sit down and whatever it is, that that is it. You're already the Buddha. You might have to realize it though, to realize that you're already the Buddha. If you are, it won't be a discovery. It won't even be a feeling. And it certainly won't be a thought pattern. What will it be? Not separate. Notice the way I say that? Not separate. Not separate. Is that, am I trying to seduce you into some kind of not separation? Nope. I'm not. I'm just trying to let you know that you could see this. I may be dead in three days, three years, but don't forget what I'm saying. You could see it. Don't believe anything anybody says. Don't believe me. Don't believe anybody. You find out. You find out. Buddha, that's what the Buddha did 2,500 years ago. You find out. Yes. Is our anger just a belief in separation? Yeah, it, it, it reifies that. I'm the one who's angry. Other people are not angry. So you're the angry person because of this uh, being losing this or not getting your what you want or being impatient, something just not happening that you want to happen get angry. You don't have to stop anger. You just have to see, see what it is. It takes, it takes time because we tend to personalize everything. There's some person who's angry rather than they're just anger. Anger, uh, Trump Prabhupada would talk about it as anger without hatred. Just anger because you're living in a, in a relative world, you're going to be irritated or angry. But that's confusing if someone still thinks there is a self, then they think, well, I'm meditating. I really shouldn't be angry. No. I can I can get angry right now and just kick over everything and run out of here screaming. I'm not going <laughs> to. Why aren't I going to do that? I don't want to. I'm a buffalo. I do what I want. How about you guys? Kevin Bowling. Yes, Kevin. At the beginning of the talk, you were wearing sunglasses and asked if we could tell how angry you were. Yeah, those ones. And what struck me about it, I, I couldn't tell. I thought you looked cool, but <laughs> but um, 
in in the Buddha family, sorry, uh, Vajra is associated with vision, with the eyes. And I'm wondering if there's something about the sense field of vision that particularly triggers anger, bowing. Yes. Vision is a, of, a, of the vision is a Vajra. So as you already know, you've been, uh, if anyone doesn't know, doesn't know, Kevin Tomley is writing a book on the Buddha families. And as soon as that comes out, uh, we're going to charge him money to be on here. <laughs> no, we won't. We'll tell everybody where to buy the book. So yes, vision, we well, already know this, uh, vision is, if that's what you're asking about, vision, this is, this is Vajra. But what, what in particular about vision triggers anger or is related to anger? I think it, uh, my understanding is it's, it's, it's so solid and it's so, I mean, the walls are solid. Uh, everything is just what it is. It's not morphing into something else. Even, even looking at the ocean is still the ocean, the mountains, the clouds. So there's such an intense illusion of separation because everything is over there. So that is the, the crystalline, uh, uh, it's so definite. So when anger, when irritation over this comes up, then anger arises, it has that same kind of crystalline quality to it. And so the, what, anything you're looking at, just, it's just, it's just, it's like everything is anger. Everything is hell, you're in hell and everything is burning, even though to someone else, they're in a, you know, they're in a God realm. They're, they're feeling wonderful feeling so they can't understand why everybody's so upset because I mean life is great and you have uh, everything is going so well but the one who is is angry that kind of that would be my way of talking about it you you might actually have a better way of talking about it I'm anxious to read your book me too <laughs> Kevin bowing is there uh, Vajra is also associated with conceptuality and philosophy is is there something particularly conceptual about anger in contrast with the other two poisons bowing yeah anger is very much like a club it's very much like a thing and it's it's solid it's a solid situation and so so it's like a concept a concept is very solid uh, so concepts don't swish into other things unless it's like sometimes in poetry you can by using concepts or ideas or words, you can create some kind of the impression that there's other things going on there, deep uh, emotional kind of images and so on. Some poets are, are masters of taking really strong, crisp concepts and putting them in such a way that they evoke something beyond uh, God realms or, or more in the area of passion and uh, uh, that kind of uh, 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 situation. So I would say, I say it's the it's the the solid dependable area of it, uh, which also works with uh, um, um, ignorance or shutting down, or or avoidance or prejudice. That strong, tense kind of structure, and the the world around us is very it's very dependable from the point of view uh, point of view of being a solid situation. I'm not sure if I'm getting close to what it is you're asking about. Yes, thank you. Jason Bowing. Jason. Well, uh, first I wanted to point out that when you have your uh, sunglasses on, you actually can tell that you're angry. 
because your eyebrows go above your sunglasses and you can see the angle of your uh, eyebrows change when even with your sunglasses on. <laughs> wow, that's that's impressive. <laughs> there you go. Now, now. I can. Right. You win again, Jason. I have one that's higher than the other. You notice that? That's like a, a permanent, uh, or is it aha or something? Is it this one that's higher? This one? I think, I think so. I think it's your right side. I don't know. But that happened uh, because I got in a, I was driving a 1962 Austin Healey 3000. And, and I was driving and I was going wrong and I pulled into the oncoming traffic. And someone didn't like that, so they ran into me. <laughs> the judge didn't like me doing that, and he gave me a ticket, and I had to go to class. But the, the downside was that happened. The upside, the, the woman that was driving was pregnant, and she was fine. So the baby still uh, managed to make it through that terrible session. So anyway, that's the eyebrow story. Do you believe that? I made that all up. <laughs> That doesn't seem like the kind of thing people make up. I'm not. I'm not that kind of people. Yeah. Um, I did have a question. Um, Go for it. <laughs> when, when you were speaking with uh, Kozan, I think I heard you say, "There's just energy." What did you mean by "there's just energy"? Down. Just mean if the fundamental situation we're in is is energy. It's like the sun, like the heat in the body, is uh, like the emotional dynamics, the energy. This voice is coming forth. Uh, forth is uh, everything is created of some kind of energy and fuel. So the body is just made of food. It's a it's a food. Uh, nothing new that I invented. I mean, we all know that it, this is made up of food. You eat food in order to is going and then it converts that into everything from hair to fingernails to you know running around the block and and thinking so from that point of view just talking about the fundamental situation obviously it's in the it's in a different stage it's moving the energy is moving into moving my hands or you moving your vocal cords so but, but fundamentally it's just energy and it, then it shows up as all kinds of different things from flowers to raccoons to yeah, are you saying essentially that emotions are simply just energy? If you wanted to go that direction, it, you know, I think it's helpful to some extent to talk about that, but it also we can get so wound up in some kind of philosophy and breaking things apart, and then, then the person with the, this, is the most uh, adept at handling concepts kind of wins. It might, might be better to just do it with the awareness. The awareness is just concepts and ideas and, and talk and language and it belongs to somebody, at least initially. But awareness doesn't belong to anybody. Awareness doesn't belong to anybody. It just looks like that. Yes, sir. Another word for energy would be action. Yeah, or karma. Or karma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this moves to that. That's why the sitting practice of meditation is very radical and very minimal. Sit down, hold still, and hold everything as still as you can without being macho about it. And then, and then that which moves in your mind stream, or even in your room, I mean, you, you might want to 
<coughs> keep it to a minimum. If you have a cat, and generally most cats, once they get the idea, they'll just sit there with you. Uh, and then some cats don't like you to meditate. So they come up and they bat you. You guys know about that. And so keep everything very simple. And then you, whether whether it's, uh, uh, you know, Jason or, or Michael or anyone, uh, or you hung, we, then we get our own personal uh, kind of display of the way energy is operating in our mind stream based on all the years and years and years of being this particular person and dealing with these kinds of energies and these kinds of difficult, these kinds of emotions. It's just such a, an elaborate um, display. So, yes, sir. The energy or the action is not good or bad. I think that's what you were just saying. It's how we add to that. No. True. Yeah, we, whatever happens, we take it personal or we leave it personal or we ignore it personal. There's always something in relationship to someone because there's a body-mind complex, we're identified with this body, and that's why we're, we fear death, because we think that we're, and of course, the body is going to die. We all know that. Say, Everybody dies, as they say. But no, when death comes without warning, and you might get 10 seconds, and you're going to be gone, uh, we'll see what your realization is like then. I don't care how much mindfulness practice you've done. Unless you realize your true nature, not going to be easy when the, when what, the time is up. <laughs> Get ready to leave. Your bus is on its way. Death. Find out who you are so you see that who you actually are can't die. Nor does it necessarily live. It's beyond those uh, polarities. Yihong Baoying, I have two questions. The first question is when the anger is transformed to love and um, care, is that the same as wisdom? the roots of anger? Um, the way you describe it, I would say somewhat, but it has to happen without anybody doing that. You can't transform your your <coughs> anger to love. Uh, I'm not saying all you can do is uh, stop fighting, stop adding to the anger, stop fighting it, stop uh, uh, pretending or acting like there shouldn't be anger. That's the very nature of warfare is to fight with, fight with something, even if it's anger. I say, you've heard me say it, don't go to war with war. Don't go to war, don't go to peace, take no position. This is difficult for somebody who has a strong agenda about a bunch of assholes in the world that are making things bad for the rest of us. I'm not saying they're not, but they're all, they're not separate from those beings, those people. Go ahead, I have a question from uh, a Junchu. Go ahead, Junchu. Uh, questions from YouTube, a question from Benjamin Swordout. It's like the anger comes from compassion because I get angry and frustrated when things don't go my way. When many things aren't happening the way I want, that is aggression, right? Or is it ignoring? Aggression. Yeah. Another question from Casper. How do we stop the mind from trying to figure out and characterize or even label what infinite consciousness is? Don't try to stop it. Don't ignore it. Don't do nothing with it. Don't do anything with it. If it shows up, just look at it. If you do nothing with it, you do anything with it, all this slightest little movement will throw it into a chaos. Uh, the chaos of separation, the chaos of spinning, 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 spinning. Do nothing, just observe. Train your mind to just receive. The most profound form of generosity is give everything your attention. 
demand nothing. This doesn't mean you can you shut down your desire. You might have to look at the desire, but no demand. Desire is fine. But when demand comes in, I have to have my way. This has to work out the way I want it. Uh, then you're you're just asking for more difficulty. More. A question from Semi in Portland. Go ahead, Semi. How can we work relatively with anger in therapy and work with it fundamentally on the path? So I'm not against therapy, I'm all for it, but sometimes the uh, awareness practice, what is happening with the awareness practice, what is happening in the therapy is somewhat, unless you have a therapist yourself, I'm assuming you're talking about your therapist, uh, and I can't remember, so I mean, maybe you are a therapist, but I'm saying uh, less is better, more observing, seeing, receiving, and kindness, if you can generate it to yourself and to others, just receive what's happening because what is what is coming down the pipe whether it's in your mind stream whether it's in your life stream whether it's your neighbor whether it's your friend whether it's your mate whether whatever is coming towards you you have it coming i'm not saying you're to blame that's going too far that that involves reifying another that uh, can can do something right and another can do something wrong i'm saying you have it coming in that if you see what this is it is dependently risen there's no solid self in the skandhas, there's no solid being. It just looks like it. So it looks like that shouldn't happen. This should happen, but not that. So what I'm saying is coming towards you insofar as you can, just receive. This is generosity. Just receive. Be kind. Everything is the world is giving you your life. Don't miss your life, as you've heard me say 1,500 times. Don't miss your life by trying to be somebody else. You could take, you could take it lots of different directions. You, Hong, you had another question? Yes, Yu Hong Baoying. Um, you mentioned that you see the difference between ocean, for example. I think you mentioned several things. So you see the difference of ocean and a book. At the same time, they're not separate. For you is, if I could be be you in this position for the question if you prefer ocean however you're not seeing separation is that a simultaneous experience insofar as i understand you uh the the basic misunderstanding in the way you're describing that is your understanding of an experience is much different than mine mine is their experience but there's no one experiencing anything don't believe me i'm not asking you to believe that I'm some kind of weird person that doesn't have experiences. My experiences may be even more intense because I'm not protecting anything. I can say it very bluntly and directly. I really don't care what happens next. Why? Because there is no next. You're the one that thinks there's a future and a past. I do not. Nor do I ignore that element of dependent origination. Long Chumpa, back of several centuries ago in Tibet, talked about this being the great perfection. If you see it, nothing else to do. It's perfect. There's nothing to fix, nothing to adjust. But there may be a whole lot of people who are suffering for no, <laughs> for no reason, really, because they're, they think there is a reason to suffer because of, the, of the, the trying to control dependent origination or trying to stop something from happening and get other things to happen. It's called materialism. 
goes on bowing. Go ahead, Juju. Just a minute, please. A question right. from Marco. Marco. Are dependent origination and karma essentially synonymous? The dependent origination is an overall idea about the situation, that there are no separate things anywhere. But karma uh, comes down to describing more of the, 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 the fundamental or, or, or uh, imminent cause and effect of this cause, that cause, that, this cause, because that happened, then this happened, when this happens, that occurs, when this happens, that occurs. So that's the simple way of using karma. But dependent origination is a basic statement that everything that looks like an otherness, it looks like cause and effect or karma, that there really is nothing happening. But you have to see it. Because as I reach for my hand, you could say, well, isn't your hand reaching for the coffee cup? Yes, but it's, uh, it's not separate from everything else. Therefore, nothing is occurring. I'm talking about the realization, not the perception, not the experience as things are moving, but the perception is nothing occurs. And even the perception doesn't occur. If this is taking you in circles, then good luck. Good luck. I mean, good luck. Keep going. Kozan, go ahead. Kozan Bowen, Katie's had a question in the chat box and she asked, does anger ever dissipate? Will it always be here? Bowing. Uh, it, may, it may come or it may go because it's dependent on everything. But if you realize your true, true nature, you don't care whether it's there or not because you won't you don't separate anything out anymore. So if anger rises, anger rises. Anger goes away, anger goes away. But that which sees that, perceives that, understands that, is not separate from that, is not concerned. This is called a transcendence. And nothing has actually occurred. No one has even transcended it. Because if they have, we're right back to cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. You have to see it. I put my glasses back in. I think we're ready to <clears throat> go to the local club. <laughs> Tip a few. Tippy Canoe and Tyler too. Isn't that a political slogan at one point? Yes, it was. <laughs> Jason, you're such a smarty pants. <laughs> I believe it was William Henry Harrison. And John Tyler. Wow, been studying up on your American history. Yeah, I um, have a major in political science. I kind of figured you were more educated than I am. You know, thought that. Okay, are we going to close for the day? The, the chance of the dedication of merit. May the merit of this The three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita.
because of the tender actions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sogukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.